Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. It's Tuesday, March 9th, and we'll be chatting about the movies that we are screening from March 12th through the 18th. As we speak, Jezebel is playing on our screen, and it's a nice groundswell of classic Hollywood music playing in the background. That sounds nice. It's like being back in the 30s, I guess. Is this the one that was like six years after we opened, basically? Yeah, 38. Nice. Yeah. Good timing. The trailer's so cool. It's not the greatest box office draw for us, but there's so much fun to screen, and luckily the other stuff's doing well this last couple weeks. But there's at least one person in there, right? Like there's, I think there's six right now. Well, there you go. But the newer films and the kind of cult retro stuff, like Army of Darkness and Eyes Wide Shut, and newer stuff like My Salinger Year, has been selling out to our 50 people capacity so that's Mm. nice man and there's still it's an eighth full in there if you look at it that way yeah (laughs) it's it's so silver lining or it's so like making the best of what we can because i still can't get over how weird it's going to be when we're back to having 325 people for saturday morning cartoons or the oscars or halloween rocky horror because now on the nights you work when 50 come in it's very doable but we've acclimated backwards to be like that's the busiest it could be and it seems busy yeah when when we're gonna get double that triple that quadruple that on an average friday night in the future hopefully it'll be strange (laughs) and i feel like it might not be a bad idea to not have cereal the first cartoons depending on when we plan to have that first one again i feel like it's gonna be crazy enough trying to get that many people in once we can bump up the totals but then you're adding we have to check for vaccines from everyone like if you're gonna be doing the touching of food and stuff How's that going to work? I, I guess see. we have no idea. Yeah, no. this is all so far in the future, but I'm just throwing it out there. But yeah, 100% for sure. I could see doing a cartoons where we advertise the hell out of it so mm. people don't get sad and just say, look, it's still cartoons and we'll have the candy bar open, but we can't do a cereal bar because that involves mm-hmm. 75 kids <laughs> pouring least. milk and touching cereal boxes yeah. and or, licking spoons. Or and, Andrew can pour all your cereal. And <laughs> he's going to buy milk next door every two minutes. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> like literally. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> well, at least like when you have three people or so, it's like it's not there's no one, but it's still there's always something happening for all three of you that it doesn't really matter. If yeah, it's pretty three. high maintenance. Yeah. And we'll double up, I'm sure. That's the thing now is that it's also there had been some logic that we were going to hire more people because we lost a couple of folks just who moved on to other things. Not COVID, just not COVID. Yeah, yeah, just other things. Lose folks. They moved on from life. Yeah, no, 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 that's not. We didn't lose people, but we haven't had to because the way things are with fifty people, one candy bar person and one manager can handle fifty people. Yeah. When we do the Oscars, we'll have a couple of managers on hand, plus somebody here hosting the thing, and a couple of candy bar people, and somebody here selling beer. So on a night like that, all hands on deck. And for Saturday morning cartoons, same thing. There'll be a couple candy bar people, but we have no reason to double up on staff. So that will change again in the future and maybe we'll hire somebody else. But you don't want to get too... I'm very glass half full kind of person with everything in life, but you don't want to get too cocky because now there's just people like, oh, I'm going to get my COVID shot and then go out and hug everybody and do all the things. You're like, nope, no, no. It's like you wouldn't have done that in the, anyway, like in a non-COVID <laughs> yeah. world. Well, I was surprised. Today, I'm on the mailing list because I go to the NAC every once in a while. And so they sent out an email today saying, what dates are they? So they've got three Broadway shows planning to come at the Mm -hmm. end of 2021 through the end of 2022. 
or sorry, four, because it's the belated Hamilton. Right. So as we speak, they say that's January 2022. Then they had another one. I think it's Anastasia. And it is, to keep on a cinema topic, it is the Don Bluth style Anastasia. It's the font and it says based on the film. So it's that turned into a Broadway show. Sure. So that is due for November 2021. That sounds like it might be a bit early to me, Mm -hmm. but maybe not. And then there was two more for like the summer and fall 2022. So COVID the musical. COVID the musical. (laughs) Oh, you know that's coming. But yeah, so the NAC is planning. I don't know what they're planning. I don't know what the rules are. I don't know. I forget what the capacity is at the NAC, but it's, Mm. you know, it's a live theater. It's not like us with a few hundred seats. It's a few thousand seats. But as we speak, they are selling tickets for November. Mm -hmm. That almost seems like a don't jinx it kind of thing. That almost seems like when you're a sports team and you're like, we're going to win all the games in the playoffs. And then you lose the first round. You know, you don't want to (laughs) like... Well, I don't want to generalize, but like so much of their audience is older. So, I mean, they will be some of the first to get vaccinated. So, I mean, it's not like, I mean, a lot of our clientele is older as well, especially for like earlier shows. But we do have that luxury of having such a wide fan base that you're going to have. And it's not like NAC just plays. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say like old people stuff. Like, I no. but like they do have a nice mix. But at the same time, I think they are someone who might be able to massage that a little bit, depending on the numbers. I'm sure their average season ticket holders are senior citizens. Right. I'm sure there's a few 20 year old couples who have season tickets, but for the most part, I would hazard a guess it's people 50 plus yeah. anyhow. People who can afford to have season tickets to something like the NSC, yeah. basically. Yeah. And like we scored some Hamilton tickets and we're not finicky about getting front row or anything mm-hmm. like that. So we got essentially the nosebleed seats, yeah. which are still great. Like the NAC, anywhere you sit, sounds and looks good. You go see a Broadway show in New York and you're lucky that you don't have a pillar in front of you and you've just spent $75 yeah. on a ticket. But the NAC is a great theater for that kind of thing. Gwen and I got tickets and they were a little over a hundred bucks a piece. And that was like the cheap tickets. Mm. But the front row was like $400 or something. That's actually cheaper than I expected. Maybe more? I, 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 I like know. jacked the number in my head when yeah. you said a hundred was cheap. And I was like, is there, are they like two grand for the front row? <laughs> like yeah. I don't even understand what things cost anymore. I remember Gwen and I went to see Network, another cinematic-based <laughs> nice. Broadway You're show. Doing well here in New York back in the before times. Oh, was that with Brian Cranston? It was, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, so good. It was really. It was great. his birthday yesterday too? Happy birthday, him, him Brian and Lee Cranston. have the same birthday, which I just remembered not that I didn't <laughs> wish Lee a happy birthday. But anyways, go oh, ahead. Oh <laughs> But Gwen and I were in line with our. You can't be cheap in Broadway. You just got to be like, well, I just spent a hundred dollars. Yeah. So we were there with our $100 tickets, and there was a lovely, clearly Upper West Side Manhattan senior citizen couple standing in line in front of us with their printed out tickets from their home computer. Yeah. And I couldn't help but look over their shoulder, and they were both, it was a pair of tickets at 375 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. And just looking at them, and they were so casual, it just looked like, oh, we're going out to a show, and we're going to go for lunch and whatever. I have a feeling that that couple was buying $375 tickets the way somebody here would buy two tickets at the Mayfair. Yeah. Like, they just had that sense of, like, these people got money. Yeah. So here in Ottawa, with all these Broadway shows coming back, it's... You just want to hope the best and be like, yep, by November, we'll be at the NAC. But news is rolling now. Like, I get all my news from John Oliver and Stephen Colbert. Mm -hmm. But stuff's happening, and you just hope that 
another few months from now will be a hundred people can come into the Mayfair or however it's going to work. I don't know. Yeah. Well, my brother booked a t- He's in Calgary. He booked a ticket to come up in July, just mostly to hedge his bets. Like, right. you know, I don't think he knows if he'll actually get to use that ticket, but I think, I don't know. I mean, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Cause I'm just like, Oh God, I gotta, my wife's being extra cautious about anything. Like I'm not going to really any, I'm going to like work and home. That's it. Basically. I shouldn't even be here right now, actually, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, so it's, it's family, but I'm just kind of now I'm, I'm a lot more more hyper aware of stuff because I'm, I wasn't in a rush to get vaccinated just in a sense like I want everyone to get it who needs it you know like I do need it but I'm not gonna shove my way to the front of the line or something like that but now I'm like well probably should have it by July otherwise that's gonna get a little awkward when you're sleeping in the garage or whatever oh the three of us are going to be rightfully so the bottom of the list yeah because we are healthy and under the age of 50 and not a nurse <laughs> like yeah. so like all these things is like we're gonna wait a while to get them but it's going to be yeah i, I just keep thinking of thanksgiving that's what i'm looking at now i want to yeah. go to my mom's house on thanksgiving <laughs> and eat food with my friends and family that's a hope yeah i don't know what i want i just because it's like my birthday is august but i'm like i don't need to have a party per se you know like i'll still have good fun and like and halloween as well i'm like you know i could stay home and watch movies like it's all good i don't need to like last year would have been the first year we were giving out candy at, at our new place but oh, I'm right. like, i'm good not doing that too like i'm just i'm I, I don't know kids are great and all but i'm like i, I could eat the candy and watch horror movies <laughs> and not have to get up all the time you know so i wasn't really uh that sad but this year you know it's gonna be People were very resistant to giving up Halloween last year. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if we're not... Because we're supposed to be like by September or something, the majority of people should be vaccinated or something like that. Like they're throwing out lots of dates and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is at that point. Yeah, because like we're doing okay. We're hanging in there. You know, it's not amazing we're not rolling in money like scrooge mcduck over here Mm -hmm. like we normally do like we normally do (laughs) constantly (laughs) normally it's all cigars and top hats and limos no we can't have cigars anymore it's 2021 but it's all these baby steps of like i organized and put in a nice big check that was the last couple months of donations and marquee and seat tags and it's just nice to put in a nice big check and be like bam and then you can't help but backpedal in your mind and go like "Ooh, this will cover the four mondays that nobody comes the next month because mondays are like slow day but these last few days have been not bad and there's just the sign that people want to come back Mm -hmm. so all these shows that sell out that means there's just a logic to it of like oh that would have been 75 people that would have been 100 people yeah the bytown closed up shop on sunday what is it tuesday now so sunday We sent them a nice little Twitter farewell, and but hopefully they'll be back. There seems to be social media rumblings that there's been interest in it or something like that, so we'll see. But as we speak, we're the last indie cinema standing. So. Yeah, it's a really nice day today. Uh, hopefully that's a harbinger of things to come, because, I mean, that's yeah. a big part of it, too. It's just, like, it's hard to get... It still feels like February in some ways, like, weather-wise, so it's kind of hard to get people to come out on top of everything else that's going on. So hopefully this is going to kickstart some good vibes. Yeah, I biked today and people were out going down the bike path and it's filled with people and you're just like 
get out of my way. You have a sidewalk. This oh, is God. my bike path. But people were out enjoying the great outdoors. So I had to knock on the door because it was battle people trying to put in a line for the people next door. I just happened to be home. I shouldn't even have been home, but it was the one day I am. And he's like, oh, yeah, so we were going to just drag this across the backyard or we can put it the way that the other ones are right now if you don't want the eyesore. And I was like, well, could I have it the non-eyesore version? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a jerk and like give you more work or whatever. But so in exchange for that, I had to basically let them through my alley and the door was all iced up because I haven't been using it. So I'm out there with like a shovel and a hammer. I'm just like, I'm doing this for the eyesore. And so <laughs> it was a very surreal day, but I was glad that I happened to be there. Yeah. And the ice is going to go away fast. We had a death sickle out in front of the Mayfair that got taken care of nobody got squished <laughs> but it's so weird a couple days ago it was six foot snowbanks and giant death sickles all over the houses and now it's like summertime all of a sudden and no matter how many times i'm through that changing of the seasons it sounds so silly but i just it's oh hey yeah it comes back again <laughs> yeah it's weird i was running out of place to put the snow so i'm kind of yeah, glad yeah. that we're seeming to be catching up with the weather a little bit it'll be nice we'll have our alleyway back not shoveling snow is nice and like it's only like I don't know, plus four outside right now. Yeah. But it seems like a brave new world on the horizon. How bad's the alley now? And it was like icy as it's uh, bad. In its, in its heyday, it was like. Yeah, on a sliding central. scale of bad is not what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But luckily, the way it works, we can make use of our north facing exit and our regular exit, and that's still all above board. So our north facing exits are all good. But yeah, the other ones are like, yeah, don't go out there <laughs> yeah, right now. There's not enough sun. It's like a weirdly shaded area in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a weird science to it that the sun doesn't get in there and so you blink and yeah. all of a sudden it's the worst thing back there we need andrew with the Di dicaprio flamethrower to go and yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah clear that up right quick <laughs> that's regulation yeah yeah it's fine it's probably one in the basement too what do we know so yes i'm interested to see what happens i keep on getting questions from people as if i would know <laughs> Of like, what does this year hold for cinemas? And it's the same thing we've kind of talked about before, but it's like, for us, just speaking from us, is like, well, the Bytown's gone for the time being. So that means we are the only ones who will host a certain type of film. Mm -hmm. And I haven't read anything in the last little while, but the multiplexes were fighting with HBO Go and that kind of thing. So I don't know where that stands at the moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll just see. Like, we'll see if, if it means we get if we have the opportunity to get newer films faster from certain distributors because the multiplex doesn't like them, we might have more open arms of being like, yeah, sure, we don't care if you're on a streaming service and we play it for a weekend at the same time. Like, mm -hmm. that's fine by us. You should sow the seeds of doubt on Twitter so that we get Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. I'm like, Cineplex is saying bad stuff about you guys. <laughs> I totally heard it. It is the fascinating thing of right now, they're just playing Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Did you hear about the weird thing that happened over the yesterday? With yeah, Tom was that true? Did that really yeah, happen? Yeah, so they leaked the Snyder Cut briefly, like for about, well, they said a couple of minutes, but apparently someone saw like an hour of it before it got taken down but they uploaded it as Tom and Jerry somehow. So if you went on HBO Go or whatever, and, or HBO Max, I guess, and you downloaded or however you streamed, I don't know, my terms are terrible these days, but if you were trying to watch Tom and Jerry and all of a sudden you're watching <laughs> the Snyder Cut, like an hour of a four-hour thing. And so like it didn't, it sounded so surreal that I didn't really believe it, but apparently it actually happened briefly. Some five-year-old gets scarred for life by neck-breaking Superman. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it like, it, it wasn't at least like one of those ones where it leaked to the internet and it's everywhere now something like that like it was just like a weird streaming error but it's still bizarre like even as bizarre as the story of that whole movie has been it's still happening and it hasn't even come out yet yeah it's so strange and it's like uh, what are the other like the big ones are 
Suicide Squad, Batman, Dune, yeah. Mortal uh, Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Kong, Godzilla. Yeah, Matrix Four. Yeah, is that this year? Yeah. Oh my god. Supposedly it's done. Like so they say. That's crazy. Yeah. It's all this. But it's all stuff. it's all kind of stuff that we played the last Kong movie, mm-hmm. and the original Dune has been on screen here a number of times, and mm-hmm. we played. Some DC films. I know we we screened Man of Steel yeah, and, and we played Shazam, didn't we? Or I th- can't remember. If we no, did. we didn't. I don't we think didn't. so. Dude, that was good. Yeah. I mean, just, I I don't know. I can say that now that it's not. I like <laughs> Shazam. Can't play it here anymore, but it was good. So it's all stuff that's not too far out of our wheelhouse. That if offered, I think we'd be like, yeah, sure, we'll try that oh, out. Yeah. I mean, we've had our Godzilla festival as well. So I mean, yeah, for we, sure. You know, we love Godzilla. We love Kong too. I mean, no one's saying we don't love Kong. Like that came out <laughs> no. the year after we opened. But it's interesting now because. People still think we are, it's the weirdest thing. They still think we are always a retro cinema. Always. The guy delivering our candy today happened to say something like, oh, so like you just screen old films. Yeah. Just double bills. eh? Yeah. It's so (laughs) funny. But in these fingers crossed, what will continue to be a post-COVID lockdown time and not a in-between COVID lockdown time, we seem to be balancing it. So for our upcoming week, starting March 12th, it's two Ottawa premieres and two 80s films. So that's kind of the balance we have now. Of We haven't had a week during these times where we haven't had at least a new film. So coming up, our two Ottawa premieres are Death of a Ladies' Man and Night of the Kings. And it's kind of an interesting pairing because Death of a Ladies' Man is about Gabriel Byrne playing a guy who doesn't have long to live. And he's hallucinating. He's seeing strange, fantastical things. Hmm. And then Night of the Kings is about someone in prison who is telling a story to the prisoners. He has to tell a story or he's going to get in trouble. Like the rival gang's going to do something bad to him or something like that. Like So he's being forced to tell a story and there's fantastical elements to his story that he's telling. So that's an interesting pairing by happenstance that it's two films set in the real world that have kind of dream sequences to them. Mm -hmm. So those are both two brand new films. And then the other two films we're screening also pair up because it's Videodrome and Blue Velvet. And Videodrome is David Cronenberg, who is Canada's David Lynch. Yeah. And then Blue Velvet is David Lynch, who is America's, America's David, David Lynch. Huh. <laughs> All these things so, are true. So that's an interesting pairing of two 80s films from these amazing weirdos who have had long storied careers. And both, they might be my favorite of the of the two of them, actually. Like, I'm a big fan of the straight story, too. But straight story is really good. It's a different type of movie, obviously, which is maybe why I liked it that's so much. That's a Disney but, film. Yeah, literally. It's so, it'd be so funny to watch that as a double bill with literally any of his other movies. Eraserhead. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah, that's a double bill. We, we'll finally come back to double bills, but it's something like that. <laughs> like, we're just alienating everyone. Andrew, do you know the story? I know Lee does, because he told me, but it's a blur to me now, of... What happened when Videodrome was screened at the Mayfair back in like 83? There was some hubbub, right? I think some local person objected to it and wanted it shut down. Yeah. And like called the police. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if the screening, I don't know if it did play here or if it was shut down. If I remember correctly, the first screening was shut down. And I could be wrong. We'll look into this for the next show. But the first screening was shut down. And then it played again, and the same person tried to cause a fuss, but at the time, the film had gotten a rating. Yeah, it was passed in the Ontario ratings board. So Mm. they were like, you could not like it, but it passed. It's not some, like, X-rated underground secret screening. 
There was some, I remember a story and it was, it wasn't here, but it was Ottawa based. And I think it was Texas Chainsaw when that yeah. came out and there was a big controversy and the police yeah, the, actually showed. I it. think this was in the days where like a projectionist could get arrested for playing a film or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. Elsa, no, it was Elsa, She-Wolf or the SS or it was either that or, or Texas Chainsaw or both where like the chief, the Ottawa police was like, you know, you can't play these films in Ottawa. So weird. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was just different times. It's neat. And it was one of the few places too. Like I, I think there's actually a wiki entry about that. And I was like, what? Ottawa, Canada? What? It's like, yeah. I know that place. Well, Ontario <laughs> had like really strict censorship laws in those days. Yeah. I would love to be at a cinema screening where Lee's playing something weird and a bunch of cops come bursting in oh, and man. they're like, and then we all go running like it's a speakeasy, you know. That's like, crazy. Well, there was that one time the cop was here where he saved you from that drunk oh, guy. Oh, my hero. So, that guy I mean, was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could have gone either way. He could have been like, also, you have to stop playing this movie. <laughs> Anytime where you're having an argument, say you work at a restaurant, say you work at a, a theater, say you're a bus driver. Anytime you're having an argument with an unruly patron and that patron says, well, what are you going to do? Call the cops on me. And someone steps forward on cue and says... Well, actually, I'm an officer and flashes a badge. <laughs> you can't write that. That's uh, amazing. It's such that's, a great bit. It's the best moment of my life. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, is there a doctor in the house moment? But, you know, more fun, uh, I guess. I'm huge ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's interesting, too, because Videodrome was once this controversy. And now it just has a rating. It's fine. But speaking of Ontario, is we're still in this Wild West where Ontario doesn't have ratings. Mm. So theoretically... Some 13-year-olds can come see Videodrome. Are you, and are you telling them to? Is that this? I know. I didn't say nothing. I'm just PSA. saying a theoretically. Yes, and. You could come. But we can't really get in trouble now. Like, a parent could be upset, but really now it's on, like, the parent to wrangle the kid. It's a very interesting time that, even so that in past months, in past years, when Lee would do the programming, and then I would do it up for the, the flyer or for the online flyer, that would say TBA to be announced because a lot of times we would get a film before it got its rating and most of the time by the time in between the weeks or months that we would first announce it to when it played it would get a rating slapped on it i asked him the other day i said this is kind of false advertising now because we say tba <laughs> and there is going to be no a it's not gonna happen and so he said well we could use nr for not rated and even though that's not an official ontario rating that is a rating that is out there mm -hmm. and people can look it up and be like, oh, it's not rated. So we're starting to use that now. And so whether it be older films that just don't have a rating or brand new films don't have a rating, it doesn't mean that they're X rated or anything. It's just that nothing's getting a rating nowadays. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that we're playing Videodrome in a time where if that same person phoned again and was angry, we'd be like, we don't even have a ratings board in Ontario yeah. anymore. Well, it's weird. Like, I could see it maybe if they played off of whatever the American rating was and just did an equivalent. Like, if we just had some sort of guide that was like R equals R or whatever, you know. But it's weird that there's just nothing because we can't just speculate either. I mean, no, like, it's it, PG in my opinion. We've done that a few times, like, because, say, BC still has a ratings board. So, say, like, when we screened the most recent SpongeBob movie over the holiday season, we just looked up BC ratings, a BC newspaper listing, and we're yeah. like, oh, it's PG there. So I think it's fair for us to unofficially slap a PG on that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Because for the most part, nowadays, the most part, people are logical about it. Like, I don't think anybody's going to come see SpongeBob and expect it to be R-rated. And I don't think anybody's going to come see Blue Velvet and expect it to be family rated, yeah. you the, know? So the Banana Splits movie really would have thrown them off. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody called yesterday asking when Jezebel was playing. And then he's like, are you showing any other X-rated films? What? Um, and I'm like, uh, Jezebel's not X-rated. It's a... Uh, Betty Davis movie from the 30s? Did he? Because it sounds like he wanted it to be X-rated. Yeah, like, he, was I he think calling he from ass- the 70s? Like- I think he assumed it was a porno called Jezebel. That's awesome. And did he, <laughs> did he show up to our 3.30 screening of the 1930s classic and was sorely disappointed? Mm, that's Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, like maybe it was an X for back then in a way. They're like, oh no, I saw an ankle. Like, it's too much. <laughs> Negligee. Yeah, I would like it if TBA was like terrible beyond awful because like that would describe so much of what I watch. So <laughs> yeah. I'd be good with TBA. Yeah, that's the uh, Eric seal of approval. Pretty much, yeah. You know, I don't want to besmirch a modern film, but I don't think we'll play it, but I watched that see a movie music oh right it is not good unless we get it in which case it was great is it a movie movie or a documentary no no it's a movie it's It's a movie yeah and it's just such a vanity project it's not even it does every trope like the simple jack trope and the magical black man solving everything trope and just all this stuff it's just i mean it was very entertaining in a way so this is not her a star is born moment (laughs) maybe it is but it's like i'm not sure if she wrote it but she at least directed it and produced it and is in it playing a fictionalized version of herself basically because I know there's that Billie Eilish documentary floating around now mm-hmm. that's getting really good reviews, and that seems like something that might screen here. Yeah, and this, I mean, we probably might have played this at some point. Like, music was up for Best Picture at the Golden Globes, which doesn't really mean anything, but it's just kind of funny because it's just people turned on it so fast and so hard. Yeah. It's almost just incredible to watch. I kind of blink and missed the controversy because Golden Globes is a lie normally, yeah. is, is not too respected normally. But what just happened? Was it somebody finally woke up and went, oh, it's just four old white dudes voting and not actually... Because the Oscars, whether you agree or not, it's thousands of people voting. Mm -hmm. It's sound technicians and editors and actors. So there is some some logic even though it's still just a high school popularity contest yeah so at least there's something in there but the golden globes for years everybody knows that they're kind of a sham yeah it's like a bought and sold sort of thing right for the most part and so i think that was kind of the controversy here i mean the main thing is just that the main actress she's supposed to be autistic and see it was like oh i could never get an autistic person to play the part you know they wouldn't oh, they just one? wouldn't get it yeah and so she got this young woman who's been in a few of her music videos and was just and so she just it's just uncomfortable to watch because she's just play acting an autistic girl the whole time. And I don't know. I can't say hey, like how accurate it is or isn't, but it's just sad because you're like, there are, are several autistic actresses and many of whom could have played that part. And it's just, I don't buy that because her reasoning was there's no one else who could have played this role other than this one actress. Especially right now. <laughs> I can't wrap my mind around how when filmmakers or the powers that be do something like that, that they don't think there's going to be an uproar. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like if it was 1971, maybe you'd be like, okay, well, you know, it's 1971. Yeah. They made some mistakes. We learned from it. Yeah. But now? Because I also watched the Treat Williams, Hal Holbrook TV movie where Treat Williams plays a mentally challenged guy. And, and I mean... I had to watch it because of the cast. What's this like, movie? It's called Bonds of Love. And the cast is oh. incredible. Like uh, Gordon Pinson's in it. Always great. I can't, I can't remember who else, but there's at least like five household names in that movie. But Treat Williams produced it as well. 
and it's just like it's just it's every other trope of just a I don't want to say he's a bad actor, but you know, an, an okay actor playing a mentally challenged character and thinking like this is going to be the role, this is the one that gets me the acclaim, you know. Yeah, nobody ever does something like that out of malice. <laughs> no, you know? no. Like it's, well, it's like Gwen and I just saw Treat Williams in a movie over the holidays because we were on a holiday season movie kick. And there's there's so many on TV every year, especially yeah. this year where we we're all stuck at home. But he was in the Dolly Parton musical that, on Netflix. And Dolly Parton is a national treasure. She's mm. the greatest person on earth. This was not a great film, <laughs> in my humble opinion. Wow, and you never say that. But And Treat Williams was a nice shop owner and they were fighting the power and trying to get their little town closed down and overrun by the man. Oh, and let me guess, they were successful in they that? They did it. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, my bad for knowing every movie like this. But yeah, Treat was in that and he was singing and everything and he was good. But yeah, yeah. See, if, I kind of want to see next it on your, so that, You got to save that for your holiday <laughs> yeah, if season. If you want to watch a really good Treat Williams movie, Movie. I do. Uh, I just watched Smooth Talk, which okay. the Criterion Collection just put out on Ooh. Blu-ray. It's Laura Dern. It's like one of oh. Laura Dern's first movies. She plays this teenage girl. She lives out in the country. She fights with her mom. She, you know, puts on lots of makeup mm. and dresses very provocatively. Right. And this attracts the attention of Treat Williams, Treat Williams, <laughs> oh, no. who's this, as per the title, this smooth talking kind of <laughs> caddish guy. Yeah who is putting some designs on her and anyway there's this big scene at the end where he approaches her no spoilers no spoilers no 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 anyway (laughs) ah he was i was so hyped up he he just trailed off there it's it's hard to describe without giving too much away but there's this confrontation at the end of the film that's quite something so it's kind of lolita ish or is she not Uh, that in that i wouldn't say that It, it just it takes a turn towards the end okay like the professional? Uh, Am I getting closer? No, no, no. <laughs> it's the professional, but with Treat Williams. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much because even I went in kind of knowing where it was going. Okay. But if you don't know where it's going, oh man, uh, you've hyped me up beyond belief. Um, it's quite, yeah, it's quite something. All and right. And he's excellent in it, and she's excellent. So. And we love Laura. Dern. It's definitely a few steps above. <laughs> yeah. Above the Dolly Parton, the, the Dolly yeah. Parton Christmas special, or, or Hal Holbrook playing. He was playing the like. No, I know what's good for you, and I, and that woman's no good for you, and and it kept going on like that until the end where he has to. Well, I, spoiler, I guess, but he's. Like, oh, so this is sort of like okay. flowers for Algernon. Yes. Or? Yeah. Basically, yeah. but not quite, but similar. It's like you know, quote unquote, you know, normal woman falls for Treat Williams, and then his family's like, no, no. Oh, Steve Railsback is his cop brother. So that's another. Oh, no, Steve Railsback. Yeah, yeah. You never know what you'll see him in, you know. So. So yeah, there was a lot of like big names and whatever, and it's just, but it's just like sad to watch. Even at Hal Holbrook, you're just like, dude, you're sleepwalking, man. Like I can see it. I, he's still, I'm not gonna. He think just he's passed great. away. Exactly, and that was one. Of, that was basically why I watched yeah. it because and Treat Williams, of course. But yeah, you never know. Treat Williams is still alive. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the movie should have died. I'd also recommend Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Oh yeah, for a Treat Williams movie. I forgot that that. One. I haven't seen that, but that's one of those that's really '90s kind of Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. clones. Very much on the heel. Yeah. of Pulp Fiction. Like Thursday. But he had a bit of a run there because that's when he was doing... So he had things to do in Denver when you're dead. He was the bad guy in The Phantom, which was a flop, oh, wow. but a lot of people thought was going to be like I the remember next Batman that. franchise. I forgot right? he was in then. He was like the mustache twirling villain. Oh, man. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Great. Well, he had a pencil... I remember liking the Phantom, but that was like the Phantom and the Shadow and the Rocketeer studios were hoping those were the next big Batman going to make $300 million giant movies and none of them were. No. And then he was doing the substitute VHS movies. Yeah. So he, and Deep and Rising. Deep Rising. Deep Rising. Oh, I love Deep Rising. Come which, on. <laughs> which is pretty great. 
Yeah, I was telling my wife, I was like, I was like, no, Treat Williams is good. He was in The Substitute, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and Dead Heat with oh, Joe yeah. Piscopo. Uh, yeah, and which is, I mean, that's better than some of the ones we've just mentioned, that's for sure. Like, well, that movie, that movie's pretty much a comedy. Like, yeah. Like, I hope it, it knows it's to be. ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. one of those movies that, because a friend of mine when I was 10 had the movie network when not everybody had fancy cable channels. Mm-hmm. That's one of those movies that over a summer we watched probably six times. You know, when you're 10 years old and stupid and have just nothing but free time. And you're yeah. like, what do you want to do today? Hey, let's watch let's watch Dead Heat for the fourth time this week. Yeah. A, yeah. Right while you're not watching Dune at the Mayfair, you're yeah. watching Dead Heat <laughs> yeah. on VHS. And we all turned out fine. Yeah, so it seems. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap it up for this week. Be sure to go visit our friends at House of Targ. They're open on Friday, Saturday, Sunday currently. Hopefully that will tiptoe back towards more days eventually check online we're at mayfairtheater.ca we're on twitter instagram and facebook we have a bunch of coming soons posted already like heavy metal and wild oh, yeah. at heart did we say the other stuff that's playing this week i know we mentioned the two upcoming but i don't know uh, yeah we did all four so this week just to uh, be clear a, a final repeat of that is our two ottawa premieres our death of a ladies man and night of the kings and our two retro 80s movies are Videodrome and Blue Velvet. Yes. I had to be sure. We got distracted with Treat Williams. I was like, oh, God, did, did we even do our job? We just kept rambling about Treat Williams. Thank you for listening to the Treat Williams podcast. Yeah, we'll be back with more treats and watch next smooth week. talk. Yeah, watch yeah. Smooth that talk. I have to remember. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Bye. Bye. I need a Laura I can, Dern. I can lend you my Blu-ray unless you can. I need to watch that back-to-back with Last Jedi for a, a true Laura Dern fest. Oh, that's right. She's the well, best. Wasn't Grizzly 2 coming out on Blu-ray? Oh, yeah. And Grizzly Adams. Why would anybody watch a scum show like Videodrome? Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Max Wren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He has been exposed to Videodrome. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since... What? Since I first saw Videodrome. His brain is already receiving video images. I think that massive doses of Videodrome signal will ultimately produce and control hallucination. To the point that it will change human reality. Soon, his visions will coalesce and become uncontrollable flesh. Videodrome is seducing Max Wren. Please, come to me now. Come to Nikki. And Max Wren can do nothing to stop it. What makes you think I need help? None of our test subjects has returned to normality. Television can change your mind. Videodrome will change your body. Long live the new flesh. It will shatter your reality. Videodrome. Videodrome. Starring Deborah Harry and James Woods. A shocking new vision from the creator of Scanners. Coming soon to a theater near you from Universal Pictures.